For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Now it's time for our Russiagate update. For that, we turn, of course, to Bob Dreyfus. He's a longtime contributing editor at The Nation, also a regular contributor to Rolling Stone, and he's also written for Mother Jones, The New Republic, Slate, and Salon. Bob Dreyfus, welcome back. Hey, thank you very much. So, anything new in the past week on the Russiagate front? <laughs> yeah, the news is coming fast and furious, I would say. And, and the big headline needless to say, is the fact that Trump is now facing the fact that Mueller is literally inside the White House, having nailed Michael Flynn, the general who served as his national security advisor for a few weeks earlier this year. Um, Flynn reached that famous plea agreement with Mueller. Apparently, that means that he's now actively cooperating with the investigation and if I were Donald Trump or anybody in his inner circle, I'd be worrying pretty much about what Flynn is saying and who he's saying it to and what he knows. Trump's lawyers uh, in the past week have also changed their uh, defense, at least for the public. Instead of saying uh, there was no collusion, they're now saying Collusion is not a crime. There is no crime called collusion, which I guess they are right about. So what exactly are the crimes that special counsel Robert Mueller might be investigating? Well, first of all, I don't think he has to find evidence of a crime committed by Trump, um, although there's probably plenty of those. Um, but in his final report, which would include, obviously, all the people that he manages to indict or to reach agreements with, when he finally issues his final report, and who knows when that will be, if he lays out a pattern of collusion or cooperation with a foreign power to tilt the electoral balance in this country, that's something that would be taken up by Congress uh, as an impeachable offense, and an impeachable offense doesn't have to be a crime. So ultimately, we're talking about whether or not Trump can be uh, impeached or otherwise driven out of office for uh, this question of collusion or cooperation or encouraging the Russians to get involved in you know, mixing it up with the election. But certainly there are going to be crimes involved. And some of those crimes may be related to collusion with Russia, and some of them may be not related to collusion with Russia. Um, they could be financial crimes. They could be money laundering crimes. There could be the kind of things that he's already nailed Manafort and Gates and Flynn and Papadopoulos with, lying to the FBI, obstruction of justice. All these things are, are crimes that would go into Mueller's hopper. 
the one they the lawyers Trump's lawyers seem to be most preoccupied with is obstruction of justice. They've also been arguing that the president, by definition, by constitutional authority, cannot be guilty of obstruction of justice because he is the highest law enforcement officer in the land, and it's up to him to decide what how what are the priorities and practices of law enforcement yeah well i uh, think that i think that calls into question that calls into question how smart trump's lawyers are <laughs> yes. um, i mean if i remember correctly bill clinton was impeached on the basis of obstruction of justice because he lied to the fbi about um sexual activities he wasn't impeached over the sex itself, but he was impeached for obstruction of justice, and that was one of the main counts against him. And I just read today an accounting of how many current Republican senators and House members voted to either impeach or convict Clinton on exactly that charge 18 years ago. So I don't think there's any question that the president can indeed obstruct justice. And the biggest and fattest obstruction of justice that could happen would be if he were to fire Mueller or otherwise try to block his investigation. But of course, he's fired FBI Director Comey. He said he did that because of Russia. He told the Russians the day afterwards in the Oval Office when he met with the ambassador and the foreign minister that finally I got this Russia thing off my back. So I think that obstruction of justice will be one of the main lists of things that Mueller comes up with when he's when he's done. Well, I want to take a step back and look at the bigger picture here. What did Russia want from this relationship and what did Trump want? It's easy to see what Russia wanted back when the Obama administration was coming to an end, Russia wanted to end the sanctions imposed by Obama after Putin seized Crimea. And since Hillary Clinton was part of the Obama administration, clearly she was never going to do that. So Russia had an excellent reason to at least to hope that Trump got elected and to try to make help Trump get elected. Of course, Trump campaigned once in a while. He would say he was in favor of better relations with Russia, which is a perfectly legitimate issue for a political campaign to raise. But the bigger mystery still is what did Trump want? Did he just want a more peaceful world? And why didn't he just say that? Why is there all this lying and covering up and firing people? Where, where do we stand now on what we think Trump wanted out of this new relationship with Russia? Well, I think what Trump wanted was to get elected. Yeah. And his views on issues, whether it's domestic or foreign policy issues, have jumped all over the place. And it's it, it's wrong to think of Trump as having some coherent worldview on either yes. domestic or world affairs. He, yes. He's all about Trump all the time. But then you have a pattern of his relations with the Russians going back 30-some years now, over several trips to Russia, over interactions with the Russians, there's a long, long history to his involvement and engagement with Russia. 
And a lot of it has to do with business, with finance, with uh, potential real estate deals and hotel projects in Russia, with Russian support to his businesses. And I think it's fair to speculate here, but both Donald Trump and Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, have a lot of questionable ties to Russian financiers, to money laundering, to various Russian oligarchs in Russia and Ukraine, and to their banks in Switzerland and Cyprus and elsewhere. And so I think Trump just had a, a kind of natural relationship to Russian money that was crucial to his rise as a billionaire in the United States. And it was something that he thought he could use to his advantage during the campaign. At least that's how I see it. And indeed, just in the last day or two, we have learned that special counsel Robert Mueller has subpoenaed Trump's bank records from Deutsche Bank following the money here, uh, which is, again, getting even closer to Trump and, as you have said, what he is really about. What do we know? What do we think about what Mueller is looking for in subpoenaing the Deutsche Bank records? Well, how do we know this is important, right? If you remember an interview that Trump gave, and I, I can't remember now who it was with, but it was one of the networks, he said, the red line for me is going after my finances. Like, yes. look at Russia all you want, Russia Gate, look at collusion, I don't care. But if you start going after my finances or my family's finances, then that's a red line. The, the Deutsche Bank was Trump's main, and some people have said his only go-to source for bailing out his various ventures that ran into trouble, that ran into debt, his hotels and casinos and other projects. Um, he got huge sums of money from Deutsche Bank, both business-wise and his personal finance. Deutsche Bank appointed a woman to be kind of his private banker. Deutsche Bank is an institution that has been engaged for a long time in laundering Russian money. And how do we know that? We know that because the federal government and other governments in Europe have investigated and penalized and fined Deutsche Bank. They paid a $630 million fine, I believe it was, for illegal money laundering. And if it turns out that Trump and Kushner, or either one of them, have done shady deals with Deutsche Bank that could involve Russian money laundering. I think that's where Mueller could be going with all of this. And uh, I'm, I'm quite certain that that's one of the reasons why Trump was so alarmed over Mueller's ability to investigate his past financial dealings. One of the things that Mueller can do is with the snap of his fingers, get all of Trump's tax returns. We don't see those. Trump refused to release his tax returns famously during the, the campaign, but they're certainly accessible to Mueller from the IRS. So he can put a lot of pieces of the puzzle together and come up with things that could be evidence of uh, criminal activity by Trump and many of his um, associates. Last question about the it's about the time frame. Trump's lawyer Ty Cobb has told the president that Mueller will be wrapping up his investigations pretty soon, 
by the end of January is the latest, he thinks. Uh, I wonder if you agree with Ty Cobb about that. Yeah, I don't think too many people do agree with Cobb about okay. that. Um, this is an investigation. Remember, it didn't start when Mueller was appointed. This is an investigation that the FBI began in July of 2016. So this has been going on for 16 or 17 months. It could go on for another 16 or 17 months. Um, it could be quicker than that. But certainly there's no reason to think that it's in its final phases. In fact, it seems like they're, you know, they're just beginning to get up to speed with these various kind of bombshell announcements about indictments and so on. Bob Dreyfus, you can read his weekly reports on the Russiagate investigations at thenation.com. Thanks, Bob. It's great to have you on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.